0: Pain is put away. All owning left is who you really are. Hi, Dad. Hi, Katie.
1: I've been depressed my whole life. My family doesn't know. My dad just knows his daughter has been plagued with anxiety and frequent bouts of melancholy. We don't talk about it. I don't know how to confront it. Hey dad, um, I've struggled with mental illness for like half my life. Isn't really fun dinner table conversation? So I avoid it. Laughter is one of those sounds that comes from the diaphragm and the lungs and exits through our vocal cords. It's one of those distinct, personal sounds. Mine was stolen from me at a young age. When I was five... I remember being really excited to go on vacation with my mom. She had moved out a couple of months ago. And I hadn't seen her in a while. I remember saying bye to my grandmother, my brothers, and my sister. I remember giving my dad a big kiss on his bald head. I remember getting on the plane. I remember meeting my aunties and uncles at the airport. I remember finally meeting my rich auntie who had a real-ass mansion. After that, my mind goes blank. I have no memory of what happened during this trip. Could you describe me as a kid?
0: Full of fun, laughter, always telling everybody hi. You know, you, everybody on the block you had to say hi to. Hello, how you feeling? You was Miss um, Ambassador of 15 Elton Street. And it got so nerve wracking because you would talk to strangers and I always tell you, Be careful, stranger danger. And you would say, But I know them. They're not strangers, they're our neighbors. So you were very, very precocious, very, very talkative, and like to speak to everybody, child. Did yeah, you. You. You.
1: You.
0: You. A little bit. Um, you still talk to everybody, but you wasn't as as free going as you was before. You know, you always seemed. Um, like you had some on your mind you always read more and you wrote, you started writing a lot more um, started singing more cause you and mom to go always to that um, to that little school over there on Liberty Street to practice singing with the banjo so yeah you changed, so I would say you got a little more serious once the divorce started you went with your mother to to Philadelphia with her and um, your, your grandma Patsy and I remember you telling me one incident happened where Grandma Patsy bought you a house coat, and she took it away from you and gave it to Carol's daughter, Naomi. Um, and he was really upset about that. And something else must to have happened too because you really wouldn't talk. You wouldn't tell us what happened. You wouldn't say anything. You wouldn't talk. It seemed like for a couple of weeks, um, you just would not talk. So I, I figured something happened bad that, that you blocked out. You know, um, you would, didn't even want to talk to Helen. Uh, and she wouldn't tell me what happened I didn't even know she was taking you to Philadelphia She just up and kidnapped you and took you And I had to keep calling to find out Where were you? And she finally told me she's, you're with her One of her rich friends in Pennsylvania, um, Philadelphia I told her not to ever do that again At least give me the courage to tell me That you took took you away It was a whole week that we didn't see it No one knew where you were And, and that's how it was sometimes. She just didn't care Or well, she knew it would bother me That's why she did it so, but uh, we got into a good argument about that Because I, I couldn't understand why you wasn't the same okay you got left That came back, you had a different person And so, I
1: just, I didn't talk for
0: a week after that No, maybe like two weeks It wasn't until, I, until you said something to Kristen one time It was kind of funny But no, you just wouldn't talk You just kept mm-hmm. to yourself, you were so introverted You just wouldn't say anything And every time I asked you, you just said nothing Or I don't want to talk about it So I don't know what happened I know. There's a lot of things you blocked it, you, you blocked out that I could tell you. You said I don't remember that, huh? but you just blocked it out, which is understandable. Kids block out painful incidents. Yeah, they block out pain that that bothers them. They block out stuff that they don't want to think about. Did I ever
1: go back
0: to normal? Yeah, eventually. I mean, all, once once pain is put away, is only thing left is who you really are, the happy-go-lucky kid.
1: I don't know if I ever went back to being the happy-go-lucky Katie. Maybe I did for my dad's benefit. As a child, I didn't really have the language, but looking back, I was a sad, depressed, and kind of lonely kid. But I turned to comedy and shit that made me laugh to get through the pain. Those were the moments worth remembering. And as I aged and learned about things like suicide, the moments full of laughter were the moments worth living for. In high school, my depression took a turn for the worse. High school, specifically senior year, was spent lying to myself about being mentally sound. Things were cheery. I had my shit together. In actuality, I was wildin' and excusing my behavior with, girl, you got your shit together, you'll be fine. But. If your mental shit isn't together, then trust, your shit is not together. I was reckless, I didn't care about anything, and I was broke. So in my mind, I had nothing to lose. This is how I ended up in the sketchiest hostel in Columbus Circle with two of my best friends, looking for a damn job. I guess we can start with...
2: Uh...
1: I don't know. Describe
0: me in high
3: school. Oh, lord. Okay.
1: That was my best friend victory, a sometimes involuntary partner in crime during my high school antics.
3: I guess very outspoken. you are still outspoken, but it was a lot wilder. What do you think was our, like, wildest, like, funniest memory together in high school? I think we were so broke, we were kind of blinded. Um, We chuckled about it, but it was like, whatever. But we were walking home, and we saw this frozen yogurt place that has never been there before. And we were like, hey. He was just giving out free samples. In hindsight, it was
1: such a weird combination, because it was like frozen yogurt and hot dogs. (laughs)
3: Like, it was some we, they were all vegan, but it was like meat and ice cream. And it's like, those are not vegan things. (laughs) We're like, oh, like, you know, this looks easy. (laughs) Like, we can stand outside, give people samples. You're not even selling anything? Great. And he was like, yeah, like, if you guys need a job, you can actually, you know, head upstairs, fill out the application and all that. And we're like, bet. So we went upstairs, there was this waiting area which, oh, it was designed to be a waiting area. In hindsight, <laughs> looked like a living room. But anyway, we go in. So we're sitting there for like a good half an hour. And it's getting late. But after an hour, we finally got called in. Um, the guy, he literally kind of just gave us the papers. He was like, yeah, you just fill this out. He gave us the pens. Because we didn't have pens. Again, fake high school. On the pen, it said "hostel." On the application, it said first name, address, social security, and on top, hostel. I honestly, God, don't remember how we got out of there.
1: Then he was like, "Oh yeah, and I gotta head out." So like, once you finish this, just like fill it out and flip it under the
3: door. Oh, that was okay. Because I'm trying to figure out how the heck we got out of it. That's how he That was the moment. God. And then we ran. Yes. Oh, that was...
1: Because it was like once we saw the social security number, it was like everything clicked together. And it was like
3: hostile. Hostile. Is that not... Because I'm like hostile right i'm like hospital sounds like hotel um we don't know what this is pipes are breaking people are barefoot uh no
2: sometimes
3: terrifying. we should leave right now that was that was sad
1: the reason why I, like, was so gung-ho to just, like, do some bullshit in
3: high school was, like, I was full of art. <laughs> mm. Like,
2: um,
3: high key, I was in, like, a year-long manic depressive stage and, like, did you ever catch on to it in high school? No, the only time the only time was when you full-on said it at senior trip. When we were all in that circle, literally, never, never would have guessed. Because you were put together. Not saying that, you know, you can't be put together, but, like, aside from, like, getting into arguments with vocal teachers, which was legit because they were racist, um, I feel like you kind of were, like, one of the only people who, like actually really had their stuff together in regards to, like, getting their work done and being organized and things like that.
1: I'm still depressed. And this isn't a PSA about how laughter will pull you out of the depths of depression. You know, because I've had my moments where I've laughed, I've smiled, but that wasn't a reflection of who I actually was. I mean, I wasn't honest with myself for so long two weeks after dragging my friend into what could have been a horrible situation I ended up getting arrested for some more bullshit having a mental breakdown in the middle of the street and trying to kill myself for the fifth and final time in my life and after all that I still would not admit to
2: myself how fucked up I actually was.
1: My 20th year, my golden year, has laughter, pain, joy, and sorrow, and I've made my peace with the other part of me that will always be a part of me. And the last two years of my life, despite orange men being in the White House, despite our planet literally dying, the last two years have been my happiest. (laughs) Ha (laughs) Ha <laughs> <laughs>